Hey folks, welcome to the Jason Wright Show, where the mission is simple. It's to improve always in all ways. I am constantly working to develop the absolute best version of myself, and I am inviting you along that journey. Because here's the thing. I think that if you and I can become our absolute best selves, the fruit of that will pour over into the communities in which we live and make for an overall better, more joyful, healthier, happier world. So join me as we get into it on this episode of The Jason Wright Show. Thanks for being here. So Tim Ferriss, now world famous podcaster. I mean, this was the very first podcast I ever downloaded and subscribed to. I was looking through, I didn't know what podcasts were. This was like over 10 years ago. And I decided I'm going to check out these things called podcasts. And I look and I see the dude that was the author of the four hour work week. Only person I recognized. And I was like, ah, and check this out, The Tim Ferriss Show. First podcast I ever listened to, which was his episode, I think it was with uh, Kevin Rose, and they called it The Random Show, and they talk about how they were thinking about, uh, Kevin actually said it should be called The Tim Tim Talk Talk Show. It's a great episode, and you can still go back and listen to it. Fantastic. And it was the first of what would now become a series that Tim has called The Random Show with Kevin Rose. Great. But one of the things that I really like about the Tim Ferriss story is this. That podcast is a result of his pursuit of experience dividends. Let me explain. So Tim Ferriss, if you know anything about him, the self-described human guinea pig is an incredibly bright individual. The dude is wicked smart. It's almost like Everything he touches turns to gold, but the reason why is because everything Tim Ferriss touches is something that he has thoughtfully pursued. And one such thing was his very first business endeavor. Tim did his undergraduate work at Princeton, and then he decided he was going to go to business school. And as he's contemplating where he's going to go, I think if, if I'm not mistaken, he was actually accepted to Stanford. Now, if you go to Stanford Business School, you're set. I mean, it's almost impossible to to not do at least what most of us mere mortals would consider pretty well after that. It is probably the hardest. It's probably even more difficult to get into Stanford Business School than it is to get into uh, HBS, Harvard Business School. And Tim, as he's evaluating this, he decides in typical Tim Ferriss fashion, which one would give me the greatest experience? I can take this money and I can go get a business degree, or I can take that same money and go start a business. Worst case scenario, if I start the business, and even if it fails, I will get great experience from it. I will get a real life education versus the Stanford Business School somewhat simulated business experience. To me, the actual experience of business will be better. And so this is what led to Tim starting his first real business, which was Brain Quicken. It was a protein bar company and it nearly killed him. He was working sometimes two, three, maybe four days at a time. He had a girlfriend at the time, ruined that relationship. He was about to kill himself until he finally ended up exiting the company, made some money, and that was Tim's first experience in entrepreneurship. 
of any magnitude. He'd probably done some things before that, but that was the real one. Actually, I know he had. Whenever he was an undergrad, he tried to uh, start a speed reading class that I don't think was all that successful. So he had been an entrepreneur before, but this was the first real one. So he did succeed, right? He sold the company. But here is the exponential power of pursuing experience dividends, which which is exactly what Tim Ferriss was doing versus just going the normal route where you think that things are kind of lined up to give you what you want. This is what happened. You see, during his management and ownership and running of uh, BrainQuicken, he realized how to manage his time more efficiently. This is where he started realizing that I've got to figure out a way I cannot be so tethered to this business. I've got to set up protocols and systems so that I don't kill myself trying to scale this business. It's ruining my life. This experience is not paying the kind of dividends I want. Well, in his pursuit of figuring out how to untether himself from BrainQuicken, his first company, this is where he developed the principles for the four-hour work week. The four-hour work week then becomes a New York Times, unexpected, out of nowhere, bestseller. The book, is it still stays as one of the top sellers. It's a tiny little book that all happened as a result of Tim Ferriss's first real experience as an entrepreneur. But that's not where it ends. So that book, the experience of writing that book, that then took him into writing other books. Now, Tim Ferriss, this decision to pursue experience over a more guaranteed path has now led him to being a New York Times bestseller. So then he writes his next book, The 4-Hour Chef, where he talks about how to be an efficient cook. Well, this just nearly breaks him. He's sick of writing. He hates writing books. To this day, if you listen to the Tim Ferriss podcast, you know he hates writing books. It just destroys him. So therefore, he decided to take a break and just almost on a whim starts this thing called a podcast where he and Kevin Rose sit down over wine and just chat. Well, the rest is history. Before there was Joe Rogan, there was Tim Ferriss to those of us who are obsessive self-improvers. I'll never forget listening to the first few episodes and And I was listening to people that I didn't have any idea who they were. They weren't famous. They were Silicon Valley guys. That's where Tim was at the time, living in the San Francisco Bay Area. And then all of a sudden, one day I'm listening, and Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up. And I'm like, whoa, this show has grown. This show has changed. And then from then on, Tim Ferriss has become one of the most prominent podcasters, investors, thought leaders in the country today. And this all started with him deciding, I'm going to pursue in, excuse me, dividend, experience dividends, as opposed to the known path. This is what we have got to do. We've got to live a life in which we're not so focused on wins and losses, but we're more focused on experience. Because here's what will happen. You know what the way, the best way I think to win at any endeavor is to remove the scenario of winner and loser. There's only experience. 
There's only education. There's only getting better from this. It goes back to Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. It's no matter what life throws at me, whether it's a voluntary participation in a sporting event or pursuing a promotion at work or trying to write a book or trying to start a podcast, it doesn't matter if there's a win or a loss, be it a quantitative measure of you won, you lost the baseball, football, you know, soccer, pickleball game, or you won, you lost the book sold, the book didn't sell. Either way, if we determine that we are investing our time, our lives, our energy for experience dividends, then we never lose. You never lose. Even in the loss, you take a win because even in the loss, just like what Tim Ferriss said, even though I don't have the, the Stanford MBA, I will still have something of great value, which is real life experience that you can't put a value on. But if you tried to, how many millions of dollars has Tim Ferriss made as a result of that? But screw the money. Look at his guest list. Look at the minds that he's been able to go in and pick during his interviews. Tim Ferriss has reached a point where there's almost no one he can't call. From Richard Branson to, you, you name it, all the thought, Ray Dalio, name them all. They all will say, yes, Tim, I will sit down and talk to you. And I would submit to you most of Tim Ferriss' success, of all the incredible things he's done, of all the masterful, masterful investments and work and just everything he's done. I think his pursuit of experience dividends is probably the key to his success. So that's my challenge for you today. If you are looking to start a business, start a relationship, maybe you're thinking about asking him out, maybe you're thinking about asking her out, having children, taking the job, leaving the job, going pro. You're thinking about all these things and you're like, oh, if I pursue this, I might lose. And, and here's the real, the real just clinchers. Like when you think not only might I lose, but I might lose in public. People might see me do it. Then here's what I'm asking you to focus on. Come here, lean in. I want you to wrap your mind around this. Stop. Stop focusing on the potential of winning or losing focus on the absolute guarantee of experience. And if you will drill in, you know, look, here's the thing. Where focus goes, energy flows. If you start to focus on the experience, having the best experience humanly possible, it will in fact pay dividends. If you say to yourself, I'm not in this for the W or the L. I'm in this for the experience of making myself as good and as optimized as humanly possible. Then I win. Famous coach, John Wooden. This was his, this was something he preached. If you ask Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, if you ask Bill Walton or any of the other greats that played for the UCLA Bruins during the tenure of John Wooden, they would tell you this. Rarely did Coach Wooden ever speak of wins or losses. What he talked about was every player playing as close to their full potential as humanly possible, and that's exactly how he coached them. He coached them to go out and learn to be the absolute best they could possibly be in the moment, in the present, not worrying about what's in the future, not worrying about what they've done, but in that moment, 
experiencing their absolute best self right then. If they would do that, the W's and the L's, the national championships, they would take care of themselves. Because here's the thing, win or lose, as long as you're getting better, that, my friends, that experience will absolutely pay dividends. So with that, go out there, remove from yourself the risk of loss, the desire for win. Look, all of of us want to win. I mean, yeah, you don't play a game without wanting to win, but keep in mind, win or lose, it's experience dividends that you can collect on, that you can you can be receiving late, 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 late in life. If you will go all in and determine for yourself, I'm in this for the potential of experience dividends. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Jason Wright Show. Please do not forget to go out to jasonrightnow.com. Subscribe to the Vitruvian Letter. That's my weekly news letter. letter where I just talk about things I'm doing to try to improve always in all ways. And until we meet again, please do that very thing. Never stop endeavoring to improve always in all ways. I'm Jason and I'm out.